Welcome into another edition of DJ and Yak Soccer Talk. It's not a playoff edition, but it might as well be. Yep. They did it. Seating's now up for stake, but how, they're how, in. How surprised were you? Okay. Yes, you were surprised. <laughs> that match every, yesterday. Literally everything. Yes, we were recording this on a Monday, on the Sunday after yeah. the match. Yes. Okay, that match, at the, the final 25 to 30 minutes of the first half, Uh huh. you were sitting there thinking, holy smokes, they're going to blow this, they're going to go down. They are going to bleep this up. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and they're going to have to fight on decision day to make it into the playoffs. On the turf, can they back the tur- in? <laughs> in a place where they struggle traditionally up there in Vancouver. Which I think is overblown, but we'll get to that. Okay, but second half, uh, vintage Jefferson Savarino goal. Pushes them ahead two one and they, it fight. really is right the, a yeah. little a little outside the area mm-hmm. and blasts and, it to the and then uh, post. a little bit of an angle yes maybe kind of off the left post a little bit mm-hmm. give or take a little and he blasts it to that's the far his spot. post yeah and that's he, his money he rockets it home and they fight scratch and claw their way to hold on in the final fifteen minutes I thought yes because of the style of play but yeah. I thought they were in control I didn't think Houston had a single quality opportunity I don't even know that they had a decent half chance no I don't think they had a chance and RSL to their credit in that final 15 but minutes, it is how they played control, like Donnie Toya yeah. just rip, 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 yeah, rip, bark, barking at <laughs> he people he was barking was that a great shot Albert Elise yeah he was having okay, none of it let's get right to it what's up with Toya's mustache uh, shave it, son. <laughs> that was not a good look. No. I, I, Dunny had some fun with it during the broadcast. A little bit. I thought it was pretty funny, but yeah, that's not a good look. Let's, let's, let's do away with <laughs> Let's do away with I the thought there stash. was, just from the angle I saw it, there was a little uh, historical figure and there were parallels, and it's not really what you want. Yeah, so let's so. just get rid of that. That needs to thicken up and go all the way across the lip, or uh-huh. it needs to go away altogether. I think based on what we've seen, it's probably not going to thicken up. So, you know, just... Grab that razor and it well, trim it off. Awesome. There you go. But I loved his attitude. Oh, yes. I loved, man. He was just getting into it. He was giving it to one guy, and someone else came over and barked at him. He just gave it to him. Because that is how they have to defend. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the standings, and I know it's fun to watch Carlos Vela score goals. And Joseph Martinez had the record, right? And now Vela and, and Zlatan. I, mean, I swear Zlatan wants to go out with four goals in Houston to beat Vela <laughs> and to get the record. I didn't know this. Dunny said during the game... There is a bet between Chris Pontius, who I've always followed because he played at UC Santa Barbara, long after I was gone. I I don't know him. Um, But still, he's a gaucho. Who's going to – is Zlatan going to have more goals in two years than Pontius has in his whole career? Wow. And Zlatan, I think, is going to get him. And it's real close because Pontius just scored yesterday, so i got to go look at the numbers. Okay. But I think Zlatan's going to get him. But it's very very close, and that was a big goal from Pontius. Okay. But anyways, we digress. Let's talk about RSL. Yeah, I thought it was an impressive win for them to kind of fight their way through that half an hour, oh. roughly, that they struggled. So the point there, yeah. before I got off on that, was that, yes, the way they battled, mm-hmm. it's how you defend. When you look at the standings, they're ranked almost perfectly by how many goals have you conceded. Correct. LA's only given up 36 goals. That's the best in the conference. They're in first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is Minnesota, 42 goals. That's actually third best. They're in second place. And you just keep going through the Galaxy are not outlier that they've given up 55 goals. <laughs> yes. And they are above the playoff line. Okay, so there's there's one outlier. But the best defensive teams are largely RSL with 41 goals. That is second best. Yeah. 41 yeah. goals allowed. And, and they're in fifth place, but with a decent chance to get the third or fourth here on the final day. They Correct. they're not getting to they're not getting to second. No. Whoever wins the Minnesota Seattle game 
will finish second. If they tie, then second place will go to the Galaxy if they win. They'd move to 54 points. Because they'll have the tiebreaker. They'd all be on 54, and the Galaxy have the tiebreaker. Yeah. And that is a nightmare scenario here for RSL going forward. Okay. Um, But they put themselves in, and they've given themselves a chance. If they win, they will catch the Minnesota-Seattle loser. And it was just hard to watch that game because the start was – and you know – in every game, the start matters. Mm-hmm. But with RSL, that first goal really matters. Yeah. They does. don't, they just, they're, not, they're not coming back. They don't have that kind of firepower. And when it comes in 33 seconds in. That's stunning. People aren't even in their seats. Yeah. Some people aren't in the stadium. The ones who are in the stadium, you can still see them mill around in the south end, getting to their aisle, or they're getting somebody to eat or drink or whatever at the concession stand. I had a buddy walking up those steps, and that's, is it the south, in the western uh, corner? Yeah. Uh, in the southwest corner? Uh, no, the steps are in the northwest corner. Northwest corner. Yeah. He's headed up to And he his, hears the roar. He hears the roar. And he can't see it. And he's he like, knows what it means, what though. What just I happened? Said that, I said that on the broadcast. There are people who aren't here yet, but they heard the roar, he and was, they know what it means. He's walking up the steps, and all of a sudden he hears the roar, and he's like, they just scored a goal. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Dang it, I was late, and I didn't. Yeah. So. There's so many games you get there in the fifth minute and feel like you didn't miss anything. Yeah. But he said I... But you missed it. I walked in, pulled out my phone, and watched the goal on Twitter. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, it was just kind of funny to hear him talk about that. And, yeah, you're right. That first goal for RSL, more so than a lot of clubs, is super, super important. And I wondered what Baird was going to do with it. And I even said on the call, here's his moment. Well, <laughs> here's his moment. Yeah. He's winding up like, you can put it in the 25th row, uh-huh. or you can put it in the back of the net. Yeah. And... <laughs> I've seen him, and I've just seen the shoulders go down. And he is, I was getting ready to tell you this mm-hmm. before we recorded, and then I realized, save them over the podcast. Yeah. He is, I'm thinking one word for him. Okay. Earnest. I like it. He is so, and you probably interviewed him, you know this. Yeah. It's like everything. He wants to do it the right way. He wants to, you know, and it's on. And so when he has a clear-cut opportunity mm-hmm. and he doesn't finish it, it's just, he was at, speaking to a group of fans, probably like 80 people from KeyBank. They're a sponsor. Okay. And I'm emceeing the thing. This is like two, three weeks ago. All right. And they do a Q&A. And there's a lot of kids there. People get to bring their kids, right? And so, and, and a kid who's probably like 10 or 11, right? <laughs> Ask him, uh, how many goals have you scored? At that point. Nope. See, that's the thing. Ernest Corey Baird looks at him and says, not as many as I'd like. Oh, look at him go. <laughs> right? Okay. I think the kid wanted a number. Yeah. But Corey is sitting there. I had eight goals and five assists. I was a rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. I know people didn't expect it out of me. I know there are a lot of people who thought I was going to play for the Monarchs at least half the season. Yeah. And now I know they think I'm a fluke and I want 10 goals because I want to shut them up and, you know, stop the doubters and the haters and all of that. Okay. And well. he just, you know, and the thing is, he'll do the other work. Yes. There are goal scorers who are just, they only care. And then everything else is like, blah, 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 blah. When do I get the ball in the 18 <laughs> again? Right. But that's not his mindset. Yeah. He's earnest. He wants to run guys down. He wants to defend as a group. And he's a Stanford guy. He knows the more Correct. we defend, the more soft turnovers we get, the more goal scoring opportunities we all get. Mm-hmm. Not just me, everybody. Yep. There'll be more for everybody. Yep. And so he's into all of this. And then when he gets the chances and the shoulder slump and he's beating himself up. And so going down there, I was <laughs> <laughs> he was dribbling down there like, all right, here's the moment, you know, and it'll be in your head for the next 90 yeah. minutes. It'll give you a ton of energy. And the thing is, so he buries it and it was well taken. Correct. Derek did get a touch on it, mm-hmm. but 
He hit it hard enough. It yeah. didn't matter. And so he celebrates and just a smile when he goes to the corner, right? He was thinking it going down. Here's my moment. I'm either going to do it or I'm not. What have I got to do? <laughs> Where, there's Everton with a run. He's taking the defender. I got to yeah. pull the trigger here. Let's go. Because he has been too selfless at times yes. and overpassed. You know, you don't need to make that extra pass. You need to pull You need to pull the trigger and take the shot. A little gun shy at times, right. yeah. Sam Johnson has always taken the shot. But uh, there are other guys, Rusnak, Crylock, mm-hmm. Corey Baird, all the times like, ah, I probably should have taken the shot. That was probably selfless. one pass yeah. too many, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so he has that moment. And so now you're feeling good, right? They yes. got the goal. Houston's lost six straight on the road. They've given up 55 goals. You've put them under it now. You've you've got the early goal. The pressure's off. Rusnak has said in interviews, when we get the first goal, usually they come in bunches. Correct. Right? And everybody's thinking it. Yeah. I'm thinking it. Dunny's thinking it. You're thinking it. People all over Rio Tinto Stadium are thinking it. <laughs> Albert's thinking it. Corey's thinking it. Yeah. Everybody's thinking it, except for one person, I think. Who's that? Freddie Juarez. I don't think he was thinking it. Hmm. I don't. I don't think he expected 4-0. Okay. And I got to say, that number crossed my mind. <laughs> and why wouldn't it, right? Yeah. This is a team that's lost six in a row on the road. This is a team that's given up 55 goals. This team was eliminated on Wednesday. Now they're at elevation, and they got to chase the game. Blah. And to Houston's credit... They came back. Oh, they put and by the fifteenth or twentieth minute. They were in charge. They had the possession, mm-hmm. and then Arsenal was very fortunate not to be down two one. <laughs> they were very, very fortunate. That VAR decision was right. It was right. And our angle, I have to say, during the game was it did not occur to me that he was offside. But when I saw VAR, I thought it had to be offside because yeah. I didn't know what else it could be. Gotcha. Okay. But it happened so fast. And by the time he was on the ball, at least was back. Yeah, he's back on the side. But that doesn't matter. Yeah, he was he, off when he, the shot was he taken. He was off, yeah, exactly, in the initial shot. So, so he doesn't get to play the rebound. Yeah, so it was just a – you're right. Arcel was fortunate not to be down 2-1 at that point. And I'll give Houston credit because Houston's attacking talent – is undeniable. They've got guys who can go at goal and score. So good. And the th- funny thing is, you're looking at this coming week with Decision Day coming yeah. up. And they weren't even playing Kyoto. Exactly. So yeah. LA Galaxy, who leaked goals like a sieve, you already mentioned 55 goals this season. Well, I- I'm guessing the Houston's going to be able to put a few goals on them because Vancouver just put four past, past the Galaxy. How did RSL not beat the Galaxy? They played so well. How do they not have a goal going to the locker room? Should have. And, I, and it's, there's 45 minutes of soccer. It shouldn't matter that much. Mm-hmm. But you look at the Galaxy record, and it clearly does. Mm-hmm. If you get them down at the half, you beat them. Yes, exactly. And RSL would have. They were they were more dialed in for that game than they were for the Houston game. And they were reasonably well dialed in there, I thought, yep. for 10 or 15. Even after the goal, there wasn't an immediate letdown. I thought they were still in control of the game for 10 or 15 minutes after that. Yeah, no, you're right. And then for you not to get a goal in that and put them under it like you did in this first mm-hmm. minute of this match... You're right. It changes everything for RSL once they finally get that goal. If they go ahead, they're hard to break down. So I was told uh-huh. uh, someone would 100% know okay. that the halftime locker room, they we're, got after it pretty good. We're talking about yesterday during against Houston? They got after it pretty good in there. Good. And I don't know that speeches matter that often, but there was a whole, but a whole bunch of, it's still right in front of you. 45 minutes in front of your crowd, mm-hmm. put it away and go play for seating. What in the world are you doing? You're better than these guys. <laughs> Yeah. So, and they went out and it was totally different. I mean, like coming out of halftime, everything Houston had going for it, they didn't get any of that. They spent not so much time in the final third. They spent so much time in the 18. They were spending a ridiculous amount of time in the six. Correct. Yeah. They were going. The ball was in the six yard box forever. 
How about the clearance that got blasted off of? Uh, I think Carrera blasted off Silva, and Romano had oh, covered up, so it wasn't an own I, goal. Yeah, I, that was that was a terrifying moment. How about a ball off the post, off Herrera's the the trail leg that slid underneath him? How was that not an own goal? I still don't know how that. did that miss the goal come out? I don't know how leg? that goes off of yeah his trail foot and goes up over the goal. Are you like, kidding me? But we t- we've talked about this in the past, DJ. You see these moments happen in front of goal, and you don't know how that ball stayed out. And it's been yeah. the other way. There have been times I don't know how RSL didn't finish it. Yeah. Well, we had one hit two posts against, yeah, the, right, Galaxy against the Galaxy and doesn't go in. So, but I, it was impressive the way they came back. I thought they got the goal in the second half and the way the 45 minutes went, they deserved it. Yeah. They were the better team. They had the better possession. You saw Houston start to They break were more down. dangerous. Yeah. The third game in nine days and them not having much depth. At the RSL substitutions. Yeah. Um, I talked to Bofo briefly after the game. Um, you know, that's the second game in a row he's come in and had an assist. Yeah, and he was he very was dangerous good. on the yeah. ball. He drew fouls. He was good. And Houston didn't have the game-changing subs and had the heavy legs at elevation. Correct. And, but I just thought the will, which is more what I want to see, I just thought even though it didn't lead to a goal from minute 45 to 55, mm-hmm. RSL had taken control of the game back. You could yeah. feel it. Yeah. You could see it. Their possession was crisper. Their, defensively, they were more aggressive. They were closing down spaces quicker. It was it was on. Whatever was said, coaches and players, and I don't know who said what, but whatever it was, you know, I don't know if it's team leaders, I don't know if it's Beckerman or Ramon or whatever. Yeah. Nick, wow. Five years ago, I mean, it's good that he won the final regular season home game and all that. Yes. But five years ago, I don't think he gives up that goal. Probably Five not. years ago, he doesn't give the ball away. Now it gets VAR, wipes it out. But you're kind of like, if you're wondering why he's retiring, why not one more year? Because he knows. He can, he can feel it. There's a there's a step, I guess is the easiest way to say it. There's been a step lost in yeah. his game. And and he's, he's stepping aside at the right time. They've sent him out a winner in the regular season and everything. And I also wanted to give credit, DJ, to RSL. There's a lot of upheaval going on with this club right now. With Craig Weibel. Weibel now out. You already lost your head coach. See, here's the thing about GMs. Chris Hill said this as a Utah AD. Okay. I'm not here to be everyone's friend. You are the boss. It's true. So I think the coaching upheaval, for better or worse, has more of an impact. Okay. The GM has negotiated contracts, Mm -hmm. not giving guys what they wanted. Yeah. And so He's I don't not know. The friend. No, and Garth Lagerway, but was not <laughs> the friend when he was there. But no. it's not really their job, you know. I know yeah. because he told me mm-hmm. that Craig Weibel has gone out behind closed doors and called out the coaches. He okay. says in public, back him. Gotcha. In private, why aren't you thinking about this? Why aren't you thinking about this? You know. So, and that doesn't mean that some people don't miss him and some people don't wish he wasn't gone. Okay. But at the same time, the guys didn't lose their best friend. Yeah, I just I just feel like credit needs to be given to this team because they've kind of ignored all of this noise yep. on the outside and just kind of kept plugging along here. And that's a credit to Freddie Juarez and the remaining mm-hmm. staff to keep them kind of engaged in this. It's a credit to the players. It's credit to the players as well that they're stuck with it. But it's nice to see them clinch that playoff spot before decision day gets No here. question. Because now, I will say this about Vancouver. They've gone up there and conceded Vancouver games with their lineups. They have Correct. run out second-choice lineups, like what they did in New England. Mm-hmm. And then gone up there and gotten blasted. Yes, they have. Kassar got kicked out of multiple games up there. <laughs> so all kinds of crazy stuff has happened. Vancouver's struggling this last 4-3 win notwithstanding. Yeah. RSL's in a good place. You are on the road. You are on turf. But they got a point in New England on turf. And they got three points in Cincinnati. Correct. And you can say, well, Cincinnati's terrible. You're right. They are. They're dead last in the East. And guess who's dead last in the West? 
Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. So this is doable. I don't know that they'll do it. You know, they may draw and get a point, and the Galaxy get a point, and they'll just finish fifth, and they'll have to go to the Gal- go to L.A. and play the Galaxy. Yeah, I just like the fact that RSL is in. They've locked themselves into it, and they have opportunity here, DJ. To, they have everything to play for still. That's the nice part about they it. They could get Minnesota, Seattle, or the Galaxy at home in the playoffs. They could go to Minnesota, Seattle, <laughs> or the Galaxy so, in the playoffs. Yeah. There's still six scenarios out, out there, there yeah. but they're not going to play Portland, Dallas, or San Jose. Nor does anything that happen the final weekend with those three teams matter. None of those teams can catch RSL. Yeah. RSL is going to finish your fifth or third, fourth, or fifth. Yeah, exactly. Your fifth at worst. Fifth at worst. Third and at best. You have an opportunity here to play for a home match in the first round of the playoffs. That's some powerful motivation, I think, for these guys. I'm excited to see what they do up in Vancouver. I'm excited for it. It should be fun. Yep, I agree. And a little less pressure than they've had on Decision well, Day recently. Exactly. It's, it's, you, can, you can take a little bit of breath and play a little freer because you know, hey, our spot is locked in. We don't have to worry about, hey, we need to win this. We need that team to lose to get us in. And the other thing this team has done is there's limits to their talent. Correct. But the games that they're supposed to win, they win. Against the bottom four in the West, home and away. And we know they've had road issues. Mm-hmm. Everybody in MLS does, and yes. they certainly do. Colorado, Sporting Kansas City, Houston, and Vancouver. Those are the bottom four in the West. Only Colorado is alive, and they really need things to go their way to get in. You have to beat LAFC to begin with. There's that for starters. Yeah. But having said that, in the seven games against those four teams at the Mm -hmm. bottom of the league, uh, bottom of the Western Conference, they have six wins and a 1-1 draw in Houston in the opener. So the anti-BYU is what They have taken at. 19 out of 21 points Good from those bottom four. And there's Vancouver in the bottom four. And I know it's on the road on turf, but they, they've been good in these situations. You've got to give them credit. They haven't always been pretty. The win at Colorado was not pretty. The no. win at home over Vancouver was not pretty. That was at a point they were really scuffling along. They mm-hmm. won 1-0. Um, and certainly, you know, there was an ugly, stretch, an ugly stretch in that Houston game. But if you're good, you've got to be able to overcome that. You rarely dominate for 90 minutes. Correct. So they had a 25- to 30-minute run that wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And they, they dodged a couple bullets there, got back on the horse, and, you know. The good guys. The good guys won at the end of the movie. Yeah. So, take care of business this week. Set yourself up to have that home match and have Nick Romando on your home pitch one more time at, at minimum. That'd be fun to see. And then we can get into all the front office stuff after the playoffs. Exactly. There's plenty to dissect there. Plenty. Yes. Oodles. I think it's gonna be really interesting. <laughs> and there's even season. more probably to come. It sounds like. So, <laughs> you know, I've I've heard stuff, but it all comes down to what Deloitte decides. Exactly. And whatever he's thinking now might be different than what he's thinking in a couple weeks. So I don't want to get the cart in front of the horse. No truer words have ever been spoken right. about Deloitte Hansen. Right. Than so he changed his mind. Yes. But I will say that with he and Weibel, this has been coming for a long time. A lot of people expected in yeah. the off season. They didn't expect it the day of Romando's presser. I mean, yeah. I think the timing raised eyebrows. Like, why now? Why overshadow mm-hmm. that? Um, but the fact is, those two just didn't get along. Correct. And I, I think Weibel have opportunities in Major League Soccer, but don't be surprised if he ends up in Europe. Okay. Because two other guys have left the organization and ended up in Europe. I one's see. In, one's in Austria, and one's in the championship. Okay. And it's going well for both of them. As much as we talk about American players going overseas, American owners and executives are going overseas and having success. Okay. I mean, we know a bunch of rich NFL guys have plunked down money, right? Yeah. The the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah. um, the, the Los family. Angeles Rams. Yeah. 
Kroenke, uh, right? All, yeah, all yeah they've them. gone out and, and, and bought teams. Yeah. And so uh, Craig's got a brother who lives overseas in Europe. Okay. It's not strange for the family to be in Europe. And oh. I don't think he's accepted anything, and I don't know how it's going to play out, and I haven't spoken to him about Europe. I've spoken to him about other stuff, but I haven't spoken to him about Europe. But I've heard that from people that he's close to. And he's just he's going to have opportunities. It'll be interesting to see where it ends up for him. And this was probably coming. They, they basically hired Rob Zarcos last year mm-hmm. to kind of be an intermediary because they didn't get along. Okay. Well. And, and, I've, and I've also heard multiple stories about how often this happens in sports. This is not new. You know, people go nuts. Uh, well, if you if you follow college sports, like Chris Hill and Kyle Whittingham don't get along. So what? Yeah. <laughs> who <laughs> You're does? Surprised why? Yeah, who does? Come Chris on. once said, "You know, I'm the boss." <laughs> yeah. So this goes on, and so actually, I had people running down organizations where the front office where it got messy. Okay. And people are like, "You probably don't know," and I said, "Portland." <laughs> They're like, "Oh, you do know." You do know. What's and going I on. said, "I've heard." Dallas, and then they told me worse stuff about Dallas. Okay, there are people who believe that the Hunt, you know, the Hunt kids now, right, as it goes through the generations, the Hunt uh-huh. family, right, that that there was one person they didn't want messing up the Chiefs, so they put him over in charge FC Dallas. Now I don't know if that's true or not, but there are people in Major League Soccer who believe that to be true. Child, and, X, and they could be wrong. I don't know. Your job, run FC Dallas, Dan. Is okay, the same. all right, Dan, you got FC Dallas. Rest well, of you guys. Hang out in Kansas City. (laughs) But you know what? I was also told the two front offices that by pro sports standards are strikingly and shockingly on the same page. Okay. LAFC and Atlanta. It's not just money. There are other teams. Seattle has money. Totally dysfunctional. To a degree that makes anyone coming from Seattle who came to RSL would say, Oh, this isn't so bad. We can handle that. Yeah, Seattle's apparently unbelievable. Garth, come home. <laughs> well, I know, this is public knowledge, Garth got a one-year extension, and they'd gone to back-to-back MLS Cups. Yeah. Eh, we think you might be worth keeping around for another year. Yeah. Because they'd been to zero MLS Cups before him. So, <laughs> it's pro sports. It's crazy. And you just try to minimize it. There are weird egos involved yeah. at all levels. Right. All right. Well, and it's a one-of-a-kind business and so uh, owners come to the, to sports with however they succeeded. You know, with Larry Correct. Miller, it yeah. was cars, yeah, right? exactly. Okay, so with... Um, you make your fortune or it's whatever. Apartments, right. And this business runs different. And it isn't numbers and columns and you figure it out. You know, if you're managing apartments, you're worth this. If you're a GM at mm-hmm. a dealership, you're worth this. Yeah. Sports has this artistic element to it. And so you've got an eccentric coach or GM, but you need their specific talent and perspective. And you can't just plug in another GM. You can't plug in another uh, apartment manager. You can't plug in another whatever. Yeah. Uh, what, the guy in Atlanta, Home Depot, right? Yes. I mean, you just Arthur can't. Arthur Blank, Home it's Depot. Different. Yeah. It's, it's different. And you got someone who's mastered, because otherwise you don't have the money to own a team, who's mastered these other fields, and now you plug them in here, and this doesn't run the same way. There are owners that figure it out. There's owners that don't. And you very quickly realize which ones make the transitions, which ones don't. It's a totally different skill set. It is. And Deloitte's been told stuff and then said, no, we're going to go the other way, and it's worked out in Uh sports. So he's a little more reluctant to listen to people now, which just frustrates all of those people. But we'll get into that in the offseason. But it is really interesting. We have plenty to talk about. Vancouver, get three points, see if the Galaxy lose to Houston, 
Or if RSL wins, a Galaxy draw in still, Houston still moves you ahead. would move RSL in front yeah. of L.A. They're only one point behind L.A. Yep. So You'll, Yeah, if it draw draw or loss for L.A., and you, you move in front. And RSL, if they win, will have the tiebreaker on Minnesota or Seattle. It doesn't matter who wins the Minnesota-Seattle match. It matters if it's a draw. Correct. If it's a draw, RSL finishes behind both Minnesota and Seattle. So you're stuck in fourth. They can't catch the winner. Yeah. They absolutely catch the loser if they win. But the draw messes them up big time. Go take care of business. All right. DJ and Yacht Soccer Talk. We'll talk to you again next week.